and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. And we're the folks who can help you find the method to the madness, reason in the unreasonable, and make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Wow. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing, Steve? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> why the, uh, why? Skater die. Am I right? <laughs> Skater die music there. Uh, went, went real life. That video games come to life. <laughs> Whatever could you be talking about? We have to oh. talk about it immediately. That Kyle Rittenhouse shit was bananas this week. It, it was probably one of the funniest news things that's like happened in a very long time. Like, well, like, what was your initial reaction when you heard it? Well, my initial reaction, well, I think is aligned with you guys a little bit here. Like, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, this is the perfect like self-defense fantasy that is that is thought of and <laughs> and fantasized about by every second amendment like advocate like on on the like the face of the planet that wasn't even my initial reaction because when i first heard all you know when i first heard that some 17 year old kid shot three guys at a blm riot and i was like oh shit some overzealous idiot just started popping off during some like you know squabble and I was like, "What's that kid doing there?" Like, I was like, "Come on, don't don't do that." And then I once I got like all the details, it's it's mind blowing how like if you are one of those Second Amendment guys, how perfectly that laid out for like your argument on that side. It's so Kyle, he puts he starts off with him giving medic he's he's being an on site civilian medic for people and getting them like. Just like bandages and helping people that are wounded during the riot. Then he hears that there's a fire that's down the street a little ways. There's footage of him running with a fire hydrant or a fire extinguisher, puts out a dumpster fire because these guys are rolling, they're pushing a dumpster down the street that's on fire towards a row of police cars. He puts out the fire. That's what pops off the whole thing. Then Are you serious? Oh yeah, you didn't see that? Oh uh, no, Putting I did not. The dumpster yeah, fire? I didn't see that either. Oh my <laughs> god. Dude, and then so then all these guys chase him uh because he gets separated from his group cuz he tries to go back to where he So then what happens is he tries to go from there after this like little yelling match between like six dudes with ARs and like 15 rioters. He uh he tries to go back to where his post was because he was po- they were supposed to post up outside this one business to give people medical uh, supplies and stuff, but the cops had it blocked off and they told him to like go this other way or whatever. So he starts going that way, but he's alone. And then they recognized him and started chasing him through this used car lot. And a guy, the guy, the, the our uh, skate. Oh no, not the skateboarder. Sorry, this is the the uh, dude with the handgun. Dude, the handgun's chasing behind him. They throw that, like, bag. This is a video that everybody saw where the guy throws something at Kyle and then runs after him after he goes in between a bunch of cars. And the guy with the handgun shoots the handgun off in the air, and then, like, one second later, you hear four shots from Kyle where it's just like, pop, 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 pop. And, uh, and then he's running down the street trying to run from people. People are grabbing at him and stuff. Then he gets tripped up after one dude grabs his shirt. And then you see, you everyone saw that one, too, where the... Uh, one guy comes in and like jump kicks him another guy comes in and runs in and hits him with a skateboard and then he starts he shoots at the guy with the skateboard kills him 
pretty much on the spot. And then the other dude that he shoots in the arm is running up on him with a handgun drawn. He's going to just unload a handgun right into that kid laying on the ground. And he gets shot in the arm. There, there were uh, Facebook posts from uh, the guy that got shot in the arm. His buddy went to the hospital with him, and he and the guy posted this online. He was like, "Yeah, the guy that got shot. He, was, my buddy, he was telling me that he he hesitated for a second there, like and he hesitated, and Kyle hesitated, waiting for him to do something stupid, like do something fucky, and then the second the guy started, like he he committed to it, he got shot." And it was like the perfect. He waited for it to be a self defense situation. He waited for it. He's like he. It, it, it was clear <laughs> from his actions that he didn't. He wasn't just blowing people away. No, as, he was uh, really like, trying not to get in a situation where he had to shoot. He really yeah. was. That's why it was like, wow, what a hero. That's oh god, <laughs> what a hero. No, that, that was a, a strange and very long description for a uh, thirty second clip of a domestic, an underage domestic terrorist uh unprovoked shooting and killing multiple uh peaceful protesters my favorite my favorite meme that came out of this whole thing is the kenosha mile challenge run 684 feet all alone at night being chased by a violent mob have no gear no spare mags no backup no moral patches be attacked and defend yourself, killing only felons. Harm no others. Proceed directly <laughs> to the police, taking responsibility for your actions. Be witch hunted as a murderer while your country is burning in riots. First completed by Kyle Rittenhouse, age 17. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, achievement hunter. There we go. Oh my god, he got the platinum. He got he 100%ed that game. <laughs> I, I can't believe what people are saying about it. When, when I heard of that story, I just wanted to you know, watch the clip and... Okay, it's clear self-defense. Voila, there we go. And, and uh, the the headlines, my my satirical take there about the domestic terrorist is the least of the headlines and stories I've seen trying to uh, uh, paint this kid as some homicidal maniac. Haven't they called? Haven't they called him like uh, at, at least a white nationalist at this point as well? Oh, they, yes, yes, they have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because he supports cops or something, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Oh, if it's just for that sole reason, it's like you know they, they can move the goalposts all they want, but the the average person doesn't buy into this dumb bullshit. My favorite. And he didn't even shoot this, any black guys. Like oh, he was yeah. in a BLM rally, got all three white people. <laughs> like this is like, as far as like uh, how bad you look during this, like he nailed every single thing he needed to. This is I, hilarious. I, I, I think in in a sense, like he got really lucky with that situation, but it's like ninety percent of yeah, the people at the yeah, well, yeah, but like ninety percent of these oh, yeah. of these protesters at the BLM protests and riots and stuff like that, like they're white people. Like ten percent are black, like ninety percent are like white people, like fighting for racial justice for black people, and so like of course he's going to be attacked and have to defend himself against a majority, uh, you know, of a white population. I mean. At the end of the day, they're just making us look bad. <laughs> so, so these these uh, selfless allies laid down their own lives to protect black people in the midst of a uh, of a peaceful protest that was shot upon. Absolutely, is that, is that the new spin? Let's uh, have a <laughs> let's have a moment here to go over the victims of this shooting. We have uh, Anthony Anthony. Well, let's go in order of when they got shot. So we have uh, the first guy that chased them through the parking lot and uh, got killed was Joseph Rosenbaum. 
he is a level three sex offender, uh, and he failure to maintain re- register status. I don't know what that one is, but he's a level three sex offender. He raped a minor. All right, um, and then we've got Anthony Huber, the uh, our, skate, our rad skateboarder, uh, <laughs> assault and battery and domestic abuse, false imprisonment. What's the hell's false imprisonment and then uh oh and carrying an illegal weapon and uh those are before that night by the way like all this is just what they're they're real upstanding guys if Uh, if he's being wait if he's being charged with false imprisonment i think that means he like either like tried to to detain someone or held someone captive right right like yeah what is that (laughs) that what that means is that what the charge is i'm not sure we have to look that up somebody look up what false imprisonment is if you're being charged with it (laughs) <laughs> I mean. then we've got uh our the guy with the most hilarious memes of all time uh, just sitting there crying with his arm shot up that was trying to execute a 17 year old with his illegal handgun um who was already arrested at one other time for an illegal weapon by the way but he was uh felony burglary probation violation and uh carrying an illegal weapon um and Wow. Those are the three guys that Kyle got. So real upstanding, justice-seeking uh, citizens. So so let me get this straight, too, because he, he got the first guy in the head, right? No. he Well, his uh, that's not the shot that killed him, though. His, the shot that hit him in the head was uh, grazed. It was like a gray. It didn't go through the skull or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, he had a shot oh. to actually to the pelvis. Well, you've actually researched this. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I was um, enthralled. Also, this was insane. Uh, uh, but false imprisonment looks like it's uh, if you take a hostage. For, is the <laughs> seems to be the main example. What <laughs> the fuck? Uh, I'm what? guessing that was during his assault and battery, domestic abuse. I'm sure he was holding the wife, yeah, or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Holy fuck! <laughs> so he <laughs> <That's> was insane. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, they were some real good dudes that uh, we lost some good ones that day by uh, the hands of a neo-Nazi psycho kid who's out there trying to give medical supplies to people and put out dumpster fires in the middle of a raging mob. So the New York Times actually posted a, I have to say, a legitimate story about this whole situation, right? Oh, I know. I love shitting on the New York Times, but they actually did a really good job of like going through step by step the whole, the whole process. Okay. Like every time that they could find him in a video leading up to it, trying to like put it together chronologically. In another wait, in another interview, Mr. Rittenhouse speaks with Richie McGinnis, a video editor at the Daily Caller. Okay, I, I saw McGinnis there in like in 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 the uh, in the story, and I was like, oh, uh oh, they're gonna knock him for being a fan of Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is this is bad. <laughs> but no, I mean, like they they actually go through and they do a point by point, like the like. Uh, the first shooting, the second shooting, the third shooting, stuff like that. What led up to it? And they actually have, like, a picture here. So there was, uh, they have highlighted the person that lunged at him first. Uh, then Rittenhouse, there was a big circle over him. And then a handgun muzzle flash that got caught in the same frame of the recording. So there, there is documented proof that there was, people were firing their guns before 
he fired his. There's, which was escalated that entire situation there. So, was the yeah, no, first, it's do, do we know who shot that first handgun shot? Was it the, the yeah, guy, that's that the one guy, the uh, uh, Paul Grosskreutz, the, oh, the felony no, the, burglary probation violation and carrying illegal weapon guy, the the elbow guy. Okay, okay, yep. So, I, I think one of my favorite ones from this was I think the the first shooting victim. He was laying on the ground. People were trying to give him. Um, uh, CPR? No, I don't know about CPR, but they were trying uh, tur- to They were trying to like help him from bleeding out, just whatever. You know, they were acting as like on site. CPR. Josh, on- if I ever get shot, do not be my medic. But I've been that, shot in the chest. I thought that was the and- joke. Is that they like? <laughs> and, oh, no, I thought okay. that was the joke. Is that they were trying to do CPR when he got shot? Okay, good. Good. I was like, if if you start I'm making out with like, me while I'm bleeding advice. out, yeah. If you start making out with me while I'm bleeding out, trying to give me CPR, I I'm gonna make sure I survive so that I can kill you first. Well, it, it was just <laughs> this was it like was a, funny because Chaz farming logic sort of thing. Oh yeah, no, no those one were great farms. No one knew how to be a medic in that situation. They're like wrapping shirts around the guy's head. They're like, "Where is he bleeding from?" His head, and they're just like wrapping his entire head in like a shirt, trying to stop the bleeding. Direct pressure on it. <laughs> this is pretty much all you have to do. But it's like they were all so incompetent. It probably they maybe could have saved his life if uh, mm-hmm. if someone knew what they were oh, doing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I but at the same it. time, there was like we had we had Kyle. Kyle, certified lifeguard, um, uh, on-site uh, amateur medic. Kyle, if only he had still been there to save this individual's life. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dude. And the day before, the kid, he spent his day cleaning graffiti. Like, that was, like, what Kyle was doing the day before. Cleaning, cleaning graffiti, and then people are sharing the memes. They're like, if all of you sharing Kyle cleaning graffiti, here's Hitler feeding deer. Or all you... Sh- <laughs> with Kyle cleaning graffiti. Here's Ted Bundy washing dishes. And you're like, okay, those are your two examples. <laughs> Ted Bundy and Hitler. <laughs> Can we please make a better funny. argument than that? Like, good lord. No. And, and why no, they can't. They, they, right. don't, they don't have a leg to stand on. In fact, my, my favorite complaints about this this whole thing was that he shouldn't have been there he doesn't live there. He lives out of state. And the the funniest thing to me is that they're saying that because he crossed state lines with a firearm, like he's somehow now like a criminal. Like they, they think that is some sort of like criminal activity, like carrying your gun from one state to another for some reason. Like it's so mind boggling to me. Like I can understand. Hey, Bob, you did that. You did that recently. Are you a criminal, Bob? Oyve. No, of course not. No, I, I do it literally every single year to go hunting. I, I carry guns across state lines, like multiple states. And it's like, that's what people do. Like, you can fly state to state and yeah, I, and, yeah. and take your gun with you as long as you follow like the certain procedures with uh, the, the airline company and also like TSA and everything like that. Like it, it's perfectly normal to do such a thing. Like if if you buy a gun in a state, you can't, you don't, if you move out, you don't just throw your guns out and go buy new ones when you're in a new state. Like that's <laughs> the just only thing fucking absurd. I the only thing I disagree with what this kid did, honestly, in the whole thing after reading it is 
I'm never going to let my 17-year-old be in that situation. Like, that's insane. Like, you're not supposed yeah, yeah. to be there fighting off the, the hordes of idiots in the middle of the city trying to burn stuff. Now, that's just a philo- philosophical disagreement because I think you should just leave the city and let them burn because you, it's just... You're not going to make your you're going to make your life and your family's life worse by trying to defend that situation because it's just too many people that want they want the city to burn so let them burn their city. I but that's not a hundred percent for me to say. That's just a difference of opinion. But yeah, I'm not yeah. let my 17 year old be in that situation. So that's exactly. the one thing that's insane about it. The biggest thing that I have a gripe with is that it's like, A, I would have never been there. I would have never done what he did. But it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with him being there doing what he did leading up to the situation, obviously. It's like if good Samaritans want to come out and try to do their best to prevent a town from being burned down from for really dumb reasons, then like, so be it. Like, this is why it's a free country. If it was me... I'd be sitting on my roof with my gun waiting for someone to fuck around. Like <laughs> I'm not going out of my way looking for, for a situation like that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like, not like you're going to talk them into any sense. Like, guys, don't burn the dumpster. Come on. Like, you're just going to put yourself in a situation where you have to defend yourself, increasing the risk of you having to shoot somebody. I'm also very disappointed in Kyle for not having a close-range type of firearm like a handgun or something like that because it's like if if you start getting like a mob of people like in and on you like you're it's gonna it's real hard to like negotiate that rifle around i think he did all right i think he did no no he he, got yeah he 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 did surprisingly well yeah yeah. like how close quarters it was yeah yeah sorry john wick sorry that fucking uh (laughs) kyle didn't quite live up to his tactical (laughs) standards stupid asshole <laughs> what, what do you two think about the uh, the the underage carrying a firearm uh, situation or that that aspect of this? I don't think it actually applies because I was looking at the law for that, and um, under eighteen, he's not supposed to be carrying a firearm. But it, it actually doesn't go for long barreled rifles, possibly. But I don't know if that's just for hunting or not. Hmm. Okay. So ta- I that's, think he actually might have been carrying a legal weapon in that circumstance. But I'm not, I don't know what their like open carry laws are. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. But I just at first glance, he might be charged with a misdemeanor carrying an illegal weapon uh, because of his age. But he, um, it's not a felony though, it's a misdemeanor. And I, there's a chance that, that actually might not apply. He might actually have been carrying that completely legally. And also, we have the, uh, the well, best can, lawyer on the case. I believe it's. Oh yes. I, I would just like to give my legal opinion on on that whole. Oh, you probably know of more than that. Me with the guns and stuff. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's my legal opinion. No. Okay. Never mind. He went. He went 1776 on us. Bob, have I mentioned that they're detaining him? Um. <sighs> but I. I I think now we have the best legal legal minds on the uh, on the case. I think we have uh, Nicholas Sandman's lawyer. Yeah, I heard about so that. Yeah, he's being represented. That gets Kyle some justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since they're charging him with first degree murder, they're calling this a no straight up homicide. Stick. Like, good. Like, charge him with everything you want. Then I don't care because that's obviously not going to fly in the courtroom. Like, there's yeah, no, no that's way. Crazy. At, at the most, like a a third degree murder or something, or like. Yeah, no, 
in, in it, no way. Well, I, I mean... It would be I, third degree if he didn't, because first degree means you pre-planned to go down there and kill people. They can't yes. prove that. Well, I think for specific people too. I think it'd have to be. I think it'd be second degree if he just went there with the uh, the intent to kill or something, or like open. I forget exactly how it works. Isn't first but, degree um, pre-planned and second degree yeah. is like uh, if he just started shooting people in the heat of the moment, and then third degree would be like if he just like recklessly was killing people. Oh, like, because uh, accidental. It would be more like an accidental thing. Third degree. I thought that was manslaughter if it's completely okay. accidental. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's third degree is accidental, but like you, you're pulling the trigger of a gun, so it's like not completely accidental. I don't know. Let's let's uh, quit this law speculating. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, effectively a, a first degree uh, first degree homicide. There uh, should be no way in hell that that is able to stick. And if it does, it's because they want to make him a martyr and want the boogaloo to happen. No, first, uh, first degree is like me and Bob plan to kill you, Josh, so that we can have uh, two, we can up our share in the let's okay, let's hear me out empire. And then we play well, like <laughs> you know, the show. <laughs> you can have the okay, let's hear me out empire. All of it. It doesn't exist. I want the microphone too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do that, then we're first degree murderers. Clearly not what Kyle was doing there. Okay, yeah. I mean that makes sense. But but do you guys think if if they start throwing down charges and it looks like and he does say he does get convicted with like some felony charge of of uh of murder, do you think that could start the boogaloo? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more and more that uh, there's a, a surprising amount of uh, resistance to revolution or resistance to major change in, uh, in our society and our economy and our people. Um, so I, I'm thinking it wouldn't quite happen, but it, I don't know. It's, um, it's all up in the air. Yeah, honestly, to be, I'm, I'm kind of surprised and like happy that people, that's the first time this situation has even come up. Like, People are doing real people, not like if you ignore Twitter people and like Reddit people. <laughs> so like pretend they don't exist for all the the news has been trying to get a situation like this to happen and have it be like bad. They want some like crazy overzealous like gun nut Second Amendment guy to get be so fed up that he just goes and just starts mowing down a bunch of BLM protesters. That's what they want to happen. And they finally got it, kind of, but it's so cut and clear self-defense that it's not exactly how they wanted it to happen. I'm surprised it hadn't happened yet. Um, that's the most surprising part to me. Like People are actually being very well restrained in uh, not doing something crazy to give the government and the powers that be the power to start just taking away more rights. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, back MLK Day when they had the big... Um Second Amendment rally uh, here in Virginia, down in Richmond. That was it went off without a hitch. Was completely peaceful and whatnot. And uh, yeah, there, there's been a surprising amount of self control uh, throughout the whole year when there there could be many opportunities for you know going overboard and whatnot. Yeah, they're pushing for some shit to happen. They well, want it. To happen. I think overwhelmingly the the Second Amendment people and especially like the the Boogaloo people. I mean, they make jokes of, all the time about making the boog and fighting off the feds and everything like that. But they're not going and like demanding revolution. You know what I mean? Like they want to set up a, like a homestead 
or just like their own property and they don't want to be fucked with by like the 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 feds like they don't they're not out there going out they're always level-headed they're always the ones that have good trigger discipline they're not muzzle swiping people you know what i mean like these people like they're 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 very calm they're very collected in these situations and they're not they're not demand like i said they're not demanding revolution like the like the protesters and rioters like i think people have like this huge like this complete misunderstanding of the Boog movement, or just Second Amendment people in general, like they're not going out looking to just like fucking mow down a crowd of protesters. Like that's not in their agenda. Like, they're just projecting because that's what they would do in that situation. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> <know. laughs> you know, if if all these protesters weren't felons, like they would have their own guns and be doing the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's disturbing that uh, there are that many people in our society but but with with this uh do you know has, has there been any uh talk or proposals of stricter gun laws in the wake of uh kenosha and the kyle rittenhouse case not that i've seen really yet it's I, all I, yeah. still pushing you know just oh man racism is super high in trump's america like that's the only thing i've seen i haven't seen him pushing for like the takeaway white nationalists which is surprising no. Instead of instead of a Second Amendment gun law thing, I think they're pushing more as like an optics perspective, because all all the left people, all like the Democrats, they've been completely ignoring all the rights and protests up until this point. And the second this kid defends himself and has a body count in his name from the other side, then all of a sudden you see like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who who three weeks ago were paying protesters bail money. Like now they're all all of a sudden they're denouncing the violence going on in the streets like all of a sudden so I, I think it's just like an optics ploy I think they have to dig themselves out of a hole to even start recommending uh, more <laughs> gun laws in that regard. Well, it's it's the the situation that's been going on with, uh, in a bunch of different situations where the there's the oh there are all these protests uh, that are becoming violent but. First, we're going to deny that there is rioting and violence, and then we're going to deflect and say it is exclusively the right causing that uh, the rioting and violence. Um, that's the part that's blowing my mind. The right doesn't riot; like they just don't. Um, they, they honestly, the, no, yeah. most of the time, they're just like, "I want to pay a little less in taxes. I want to go to work. I want to get <laughs> drunk and watch football." And I want people to stop telling me what to do. Just stop telling me what to do, please. Political, par- political party of Deltas, right there. Yeah. That, that's all they want to <laughs> do is just just everyone leave everybody else alone and stop trying to take so much of their money. VN, that's all the right wing wants, guys. So yeah. if, you're, if you're afraid of the right wing, that's it. That's all they want. They don't care about your race or your gender or enslaving people or all this weird bullshit that you've come up with your head like it's some fucking sci-fi movie some dystopian movie it's not that they want everyone to leave them alone and they want to watch football and not get their money stolen completely that's it i mean how could you how could you come to that conclusion when their slogan is don't tread on me that just doesn't compute yeah, yeah. that just doesn't exactly. compute whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> it's insane like they don't they want to be able to just like be talking to their friends and have somebody be like you know, it's police person, not police man. Like that, because that kills them in their soul a little bit, and they just want the world to die uh, right after that. Like any <laughs> other true. normal person. It's true. You die a little inside every time you hear. Yeah, it. you do. The, the the sparkle in your eye gets a little dimmer every time you hear something that stupid. All right, all right. So here's the most important question about this whole thing: okay. Where do you think Rittenhouse falls on the socio 
sexual hierarchy. <laughs> he's a Delta. <laughs> uh, That's what Delta he is. Bravo. Yeah, he's a Delta. He's, he's helping out the. He's, he's just cares about his proficiency and doing his job and helping his community. Yeah, he's like, yeah. sir, yes, sir. How can I be a cog in the wheel that makes society run forward? Like he's that. He's a Delta, one thousand percent. That's awesome. Very assertive yeah. Delta, but a Delta. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, a, a little bit of Beta or Bravo too in in the mix, maybe. No, no. Yeah. Okay, he's just a Delta. That's what they do. They're just like, how do I help? Tell me well, what to do. He, he was an. Oh, aspiring... you want me to stand here with a gun and medical supplies? Got it. Fire over here. Ugh, I'll put it out. Sure. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was an aspiring cop, and I think like cops are like, I think largely deltas at the end of the day as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, or alphas, and then they are yeah. they're the ones that psych that go psycho <laughs> on the community when they did feel like you've disrespected them by being like, "Hey, please don't arrest me," and they're like, "Fuck you, we're on the ground," like those psychos. Yeah, there's a, there's too many uh, of the kids that were like high school bullies that became cops. That it, it tracks them quite a bit. Like, oh, I get to beat the shit out of people, and none of the rules apply to me anymore. This sounds awesome. Like, I'm not super pro cop. Yeah, out of all the I, types, I want to stand up for those who are persecuted when I when I'm an adult and able to be in a position of power. Uh, maybe I'll be able to make a difference. I think I believe that's the attitude of the uh, the that you're trying to. Um, Oh, wait, did I completely I, I think, Sorry, Bob, just say I something. I think out of the, out of all of the, the socio-sexual, like, hierarchy, like, lists, I think Deltas are, is, like, the preferred, like, cop scenario, yeah, right? Yeah, that's like, the preferred... The alpha, you know, oh, and, yeah. and he was, and it's like, I think if this hadn't happened to him, maybe if he gets all the charges out, he can still be a cop, and I'm pretty sure he would be, like, a relatively great cop, you know what I mean? Depends on, like, how well he knew his laws and, and shit like that. Bravos be a terrible cop. They, we wouldn't, I wouldn't make anybody do any, I would be terrible at it. I'd just be like, yeah, go go ahead. Yeah, just don't kill anybody. Go ahead and sell your drugs. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Good looking out, guys. I, I can never be a cop for the same reason, because it's like, well, I I think this law is unconstitutional, so I will never enforce it. And I would think that about like eighty five percent of the laws on the books, and so I would just walk around doing nothing all day. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I know. Like that's my ideal state. We need more cops though, like that. <laughs> it's like, I would oh, be like, that's ah, not worth it. It's not worth the hassle. Maybe I could oh, talk them out of it. We can use civil aff- uh, asset forfeiture to just take your car because I found like a, a dime bag of weed in it. It's like that I no, put in there. You. Yeah, that I put. Yeah. In. <laughs> well, the alpha dropped it in. <laughs> okay. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so so I I we can leave our full commentary on cops for another episode. Uh, let's let's go on. I, I believe we have some exciting new coronavirus news from the CDC. Dude, the CDC is blowing my mind on this one. Despite being only six percent of all China virus deaths. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. <my> God. <laughs> only six percent of the people that are listed in that hundred eighty thousand number that they've been floating around us the last uh, week or two. Only 6% didn't have a pre-existing condition. And on average, the people with pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, on the death certificate and whatnot, had an average of 2.6 extra conditions other than coronavirus. And that's <laughs> without without age being considered a pre-existing condition. 
Now, now, before we go on, Aaron, I believe you crunched some of these numbers. Uh, age considered, what no- what are we looking at? Okay, so age considered, what do you guys think out of the 180,000? Or actually, no, these numbers are from uh, a, a week ago. Um, it was at 164,280. Out of that, how many... Let's have Bob play a guessing game. Bob, how many of those were 65 or older out of 164,000? I'd say about uh, 80, 85%. Man, don't give me percentage. Give me a number. (laughs) Oh my God, what am I, a human calculator over here? What are you you doing to me? That's uh, that's pretty close. That actually is almost spot on. Uh, 140. 80% 160 is 124. Is that right? You almost nailed it, because it's 130,000 out of the 164,000. Oh, I'm doing my victory lap. (laughs) So now... Let's just do some basic math. So, age isn't considered a comorbidity, by the way, just so you know that. So, out of the uh, 34,000 that died, it's not a pre-existing condition. So, out of, let's, let's pull up the little calculator here. So, with 34,000 under the age of 65... 26,000-ish. Times so. 6%. That means about... That, that's mean. That means about 2,000 people died without a pre-existing condition that were under the age of 65. What? Yeah. So 2,000 healthy people is what you're saying. Healthy and, 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 and sort of young. <laughs> and, Approximately. Okay, but how many were over the age of 50, though? <laughs> oh, I can pull that up for you. Exactly. Exactly. Then it's going to get silly once it's under 50. Um, yeah. Do you still have that up, Josh? That page that we had? I, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the significance of fifty-two is that uh, when you hit the age of fifty, your uh, life insurance uh, policy rate or your um, cost goes. Your premiums start uh, dramatically skyrocketing at fifty on because you know why? If you drop dead when you're post fifty, no one gives a shit because they fucking expect it. You're once you're. Once you don't have your body stops producing pigment for your ball hair because it needs every calorie to keep your stupid old ass alive, that's when that is a condition at that point. You need, like, I can't believe people are still afraid of this. Like, I, I, the, the pretending, the amount of pretending that is going on is absurd. So, so they have these uh, broken up in sets of 10 years, uh, like 45 to 54, et cetera. So taking half of the 45 to 54... And uh, it's uh, the fifty-five to sixty-four. It's uh, that's another twenty-five thousand, a little over. That's um, twenty. So nine thousand left that are that are fifty or younger, approximately. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Adding it up, about nine thousand under the age of fifty. So under the age of fifty, based on their six percent number, we've got about five hundred and forty people that died of coronavirus. Without a comorbidity, without having like diabetes or cancer or a million other yeah, things, like condition or cause of death on the death certificate or whatever. But yeah, it's it's effectively the CDC is coming out and uh, saying in no uh, no plain words hoax, and it is Jesus Christ. This this I I, I can't wrap my head around the stupidity of this. 540 people. So under 50, 540 people have died with only coronavirus and not a pre-existing condition. Approximately. 
oh. under the age of 50. And that, that's and our this, super virus. That's the super virus that we shut down the entire economy for. Total? Total? Not even considering age. Not even considering age. The total... Our economy shrunk like 35% for... 10,000 people. That's oh not even counting age. With an average age of like, based on these numbers, you're, you could probably approximate like a 77-year-old for the average death age. Because they won't give you those numbers. You'd think you could just find average age of death of coronavirus victim in the U.S., but no, they don't show you that. They show you age ranges, and if you do the math, you can kind of have a good guesstimate. Right around 76, hey, hey, 77. Aaron, what's the, the life expectancy in the United States uh, these days? I don't know, it's like 74. It's right around the average of the people that die of the coronavirus. I think it's 75, like 77, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like 75, 77, but it's mid-70s age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it's 75, 77, it's the exact average age of the people, quote-unquote, dying of the coronavirus. But but look at this plot of excess deaths and how uh, in uh, since, since March there's been a, a giant peak and we're still consistently over the expected or uh, the, the expected allowable number of deaths per week. That's funny because you can't actually look up what the total death count is in the United States for any reason, like, just say, what's the total death in the United States? The or, the latest data you can get is from 2017. Um, like, go try to find it. Wait, what are you talking about? The the COVID-19 provisional counts has a... No, not about corona. Total deaths in the United States No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, death, deaths from all causes. Oh, where it is has it? has that column. Well, how many is uh, it right go, now? Go, what's our total um, For uh, one... Wait, 1.77 million... For uh, 2020, uh, as of August 26. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's that same page. Um, the the one that's broken up by uh, age. Oh shit! Graphic. Give me that. Give me that number. Give me that number one more time. Um, one point seven seven eight million. All right, and then we uh divide that by wait no wait yeah by point no, seven five. The... Hold on, because I'm 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 projecting it out for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, because we're they're at three quarters okay. exactly through the year, which means two point three million people would die, which is right on. That's actually under what, like, if that's our total death count, that's not that high. It's we don't have extra deaths. I I don't know. I don't. I'm looking at some random plot. Uh, I have no idea what the scale is, or like if that's uh, way over or like. Well, actually, looking at the the column on the other page for the provisional well, death count. Here you go. 2.8 like, million people. approximately 10% over. Two, no, 2.8 million people died in 2017. 2017 must have been a bad year. I don't fucking know. It's No, it's a low death rate. That was our life expectancy was at 78.6 years. We had 863.8 deaths per 100,000, which is right about where we're at now. Uh, what our expected is. If we're only at 1.77 so, million deaths... That's not that high, guys. Like, this is this is all fake. This is clearly a hoax. That's why they don't show those numbers. It'd be too obvious. 
Clearly the lockdown worked. Clearly wearing yeah. masks are effective. Obviously. We just need to start doing it all the time now. We need to keep everything shut down. Everyone stay in, in their houses. And we're gonna we're gonna jump up those life expectancy numbers super fucking high, everyone. If 1.7 <laughs> Thanks for keeping up the right speak, Bob. There we if go. One point seven seven is our real death count million right now. If we're at one point seven seven million, we're gonna get hit in the winter before like November during flu season. Yeah, but and it'll go up. It'll probably go right back up to around that two point eight million mark, which is where we're supposed to be two point eight to three million people, like right in that well, range. We're not, we're not because there, there's this huge push uh, for having to get their flu shots and like to go back to school. Kids have to get their flu shots, so so obviously the flu isn't going to spread as much this season. Well, don't worry, it only kills five hundred people under the age of fifty, apparently. So uh, I think we can open back up, guys. I'm so glad I didn't clutch my pearls for this thing. I'm like, I know people Speaking that are like pearl clutching. Yeah, I was playing poker with some guys the other night, and this teacher from Portland was in one of them. And me and uh, Isaac were talking about just the Rittenhouse thing, just going over the steps. And this this stupid asshole was pearl clutching so hard, just at me suggesting it was self defense that he had to quit and drop out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's a teacher. You say another Ka- man, age, age seventeen. Uh, Kyle, if he had not dropped out of school, he would have been with that gun, with that disposition in a school. And this teacher is realizing that and scared of his life for the situation that uh, uh, so you know could have unfolded upon defenseless children and possibly this teacher too. Oh, dude, it was. <laughs> he was just i know you're being sarcastic but it was it was so yeah, funny drop out what the hell to see a man drop out of a conversation because he's pearl clutching is the most disgraceful thing you can ever witness it's so sad we're all in our 30s like we're all grown adults and you can't handle a discussion about what's the the biggest news story of but the day events. yeah the fuck he, oh my god he's such a whiny bitch it's yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it look like a um. Kyle, that Kyle's a school shooter in the pro gun control uh agenda. It's sort of, sort of vain. But I think I mean, we've covered CDC the the CDC to death. But now this one's actually getting the normies on board. Everyone's like talking about the six percent number, and the fact checkers can't come out quick enough to be like, no, the CDC didn't actually say that only six percent of the corona deaths were corona. It was. They're just saying comorbidities, and we're like, yeah, we know. We know what the numbers are saying. We're not retarded. Do you know what the root word morbid means? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Comorbidity. Yeah, I think think for the normies, it's finally clicking in their mind. It's like, holy shit, we we did this for like a mild flu. For the equivalent of like a mild flu, and it's like we get hounded. I mean, I like like I said before, I get hounded every time I tell someone that I don't get the flu shot every year. Like they look at me like I'm a fucking nut job, though. These are the people that you. These are like the normies that you have to wrangle in. You know what I mean? It's insane. The the uh... normies, uh, normie wrangling, government named hard wrangling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait for the for January when the numbers. Like, January's going to be great. A, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> which is going to be unrelated, but that's going to be awesome. Then, B, we're going to get the total death count, and I'll be vindicated, because everyone acts like I'm a, 
fucking crazy person because I told them right from the goddamn start that this is a complete hoax because the numbers didn't add up and that I refused to wear a mask until I got fired from my job. Not that I care. It was a shitty job anyways, but like (laughs) I can't wait to be vindicated and just rub it in everybody's face. I, I have no, no class when I'm right at all. I just, I just rub it right in everybody's face and it's like, well, I guess you start listening to me. I was, I was exactly, how did I predict how many people would die? How did I know that it was going to be exactly the same as every year? Oh, I don't know. I just lucky guess, I guess. And this is why total death count for the first wave of COVID-19. Second wave if Trump wins. It'll, it'll, (laughs) racism and coronavirus will officially be over if Biden wins. So one of the funniest things that Joe Biden recently came out and said, yes, I will do a national mask mandate. For the country, ah, but, and, no, yeah, no. yeah, and it's like he's, he's, and then the CDC data came out and it made him look like a complete fucking fool. It's like no one wants to do this, especially in the summertime. Wait, that no, it wasn't the crippling dementia and the you know the thing. Well, pe- this is the thing. Like, this is why the riots are so bad right now. Uh, like, the, the entire lockdown has been going on for what four months now? Five? It's going on five months. No, no, um, longer yeah, since March 16th. So almost, almost six. Oh five, five my and a half. God. People March 16th was the week that things started closing. Destitute. Yep. We got a single check from the government, from the federal government, the state and local governments shut everything down. They made it impossible for you to work or to get a paycheck and to, to sustain yourself. Like people are at their wits end with this. They don't want to wear masks anymore. They don't want to be bothered with this dumb bullshit. They don't, they, they, they're tired of seeing signs that says, please be respectful, but also it's the law. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's the funniest part is that the people aren't wearing masks because they're afraid of a virus. They're wearing masks because they're afraid of the government. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Like that, that is totally it. And, and why people, they just roll over and accept the fact that the government can tell you what to wear and when to wear it. It's yeah. Like you, just you don't do be, it. There's nothing. Yeah. If you're listening to this, guys, just go to the store without a mask. No one does anything. Just be polite. Tell them, no, I don't, I can't wear one. I don't wear one. It's okay. I just, it's, I, you know, whatever. And just go about your business. No one does anything. It's fine. You think the cops are out there trying to arrest everybody that doesn't wear a mask? No. They're too busy. Like, no, no. What you do is instead of being polite, you just lie to them. Tell them that you volunteered for the the vaccine trials and that you have oh, been yeah, successfully that's, that's immunized. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it, it works flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get creative with it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Just don't, you know, just don't start yelling at somebody like a maniac. Like these people are just they are they're idiots. Yeah. Putting a diaper on their face that they think is saving them. Like I, I did that just where I. I Smoke. I took a drag of a cigarette, blew the smoke out. Took a drag of a cigarette, put the mask on, and blew the smoke out. Did literally nothing. Like all the air, all of the particles are going right through it. Like they have to change their story in order to justify the mask. They're like, no, no. Well, now it's only in it's only in water droplets, and uh, it, it's actually being asymptomatic is rare. And it's in the it's in the spit droplets, and those are getting stopped. And it's like, guys, you haven't had a consistent story of week to week. Can you just Please quit with this. And now it comes out that only 6% didn't have another comorbidity. Are you out of your mind? 10,000 people and only 500 under the age of 50? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, spe- speaking of the masks, I have a few stats in the mask. I was looking at some uh, uh, scientific articles the other day, um, or like some actual studies and whatnot. Um, so, so just basic social distancing, uh, a distance of one meter or more uh, decreases the risk of transmission by 82 percent. Um, two meters or more, uh, it is what down to 2.6 percent um, uh, of getting. So it decreases risk of transmission by 97 percent. Um, masks and respirators reduce the risk of infection by 85%, and uh, cloth masks are only 67 So, effectively, if you're, like, if you are, have a basic sense of uh, personal space and not being within one or two meters of someone, uh, there's already a, it's down to a single-digit percent chance of uh spreading a virus based on their, their understanding of how this spreads oh my god josh are you telling me without the mask mandate that the people under 50 that died of coronavirus without a pre-existing condition could have skyrocketed to almost three thousand people <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no oh, no how horrible yeah thank so, god we cut out that 82 percent so with all what, those masks what's the rate of transmission if you swap sw- swap spit with a uh an infected person is there any <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe we, I, I believe that study may be considered uh unethical by uh by some some boards um, all right j- i'm just saying i'm a bit yeah. of a butt catcher here <laughs> all right gotta move, well, let's move on to the let's, Wait, let's yeah, move let's on move to on. our fun little jet fuel hoax after we take a little quick little break here but uh, I want to just move on. We'll go to Jet Fuel Hoax next because uh, it's a pretty fun one. I, I actually have a good intro for you guys, too, by the way, for that when we come no, back. Not as good as the Skater Die intro. No, but it's pretty good. All right, so Jet Fuel Hoax. What do you guys know about Jet Fuel besides the fact that it can't melt seal beams? <laughs> Whoa, I think you're jumping to conclusions <laughs> here. <laughs> How besides dare you? That, everybody knows that about Jet Fuel, but besides that, what else do you know about it? Uh, it's basically, it's basically kerosene. Oh, is it cool? Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't really know anything about Jet Fuel other than that. Uh, however much is used for a flight is uh, orders of magnitude um, worse for the environment, or emits orders of magnitude more greenhouse gases than driving does. I also know that. Wait, I also know that you can run your diesel uh, truck off of jet fuel as long as you add, uh, put in a couple additives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does, that, does that change the performance at all? Is it like no, oh, same thing? Well, yeah, it, overdrive. It, it it doesn't have some of the other additives that like normal diesel fuel has, and so you have to add like a certain ratio of, of certain things to it to get it to be able to work in your car like effectively. But yeah, like I know fluorine in our diesel. What I, I know a um, uh, a mechanic that works for an airport that works on um, like cargo planes and, and shit like that. He says whenever they have a little bit of jet fuel left over, the the only way they they either dispose of it in a clean manner or they burn it, which is disposing of it in like a, a safe manner, essentially just burning it off rather than dumping it out in a field, or they just give it to. Uh, the staffers to put it into like their diesel trucks <laughs> at the airport. So do you know? Do you guys know where they where the fuel is stored on a plane? The wings. No. Yeah, the I, wings. Don't, I don't know where the. Bob, the you might have to adjust really? your microphone. I I think it's a little off kilter. That's all. The the wings. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. The uh, 
So yeah, the the wings. It is. It's the wings. That's really that's really the story. Now they claim they use and that, and I'm not I'm not married to this conspiracy. This is just fun speculation. But uh, basically, your fuel costs account for about fifty percent of the cost of a flight. Um, and flight ticket or you know plane tickets are absurd. They're so goddamn expensive. It's insane. But um, they claim they use an absurd amount of fuel in these planes. And uh, this is a conspiracy or speculation that's been going around for a few years. But uh, basically, how once they get up to like altitude, um, they don't really burn as much fuel because the engines, uh, the way they run, they run on like compressing the air that's running through those turbines and like. They don't have to use as much fuel. It's mostly for, like, getting to altitude. And that's, like, where they use almost all their fuel. And so people speculate that they actually think that they're not using as much fuel as they say. And they can actually get by with a lot less. And here's kind of this guy's uh, little theory on it. Let's let's start the video just to, you know, see what this guy's uh, speculation is on it. And it's kind of interesting because they do store all the fuel in the wings. And it does seem like the wings couldn't fit that much fuel. But... Go ahead, start it up. We have been told that the fuel for a flight consists of about 50% of the ticket price. We have accepted this information for many, many years. What if that information was wrong? What if the manufacturers knew this and chose to keep it quiet? We have all experienced walking up the airplane steps, stopping in the queue and looking around. We look at the wings, we look at the engines, and marvel at the size of these amazingly powerful pieces of modern technology. Sometimes we also see the fuel being pumped into the wings. We think nothing of it. But what happens if we put our common sense hat on and take another look? The Airbus A380 is a truly amazing feat of engineering. In a purely bums-on-seats configuration, this aircraft can take almost 900 passengers. A typical coach takes about 50 passengers, so the A380 can take approximately 18 coach loads of people. That's a lot of people. According to their own specifications, the A380 can take 323,525 litres of jet fuel in the wing tanks. That works out at roughly 260 metric tons, or 130 tons of fuel in each wing. Uh, let's pause it for one second. So, basically, each a lot. it's a shitload of fuel. It's like a preposterous amount. So, 130 tons in each wing is 260,000 pounds per wing. That that's holding. Oh, wings fuel. like that structurally, uh, like sound or well, I, I, I don't know. They they always seem like the lighter a lighter part of uh, a plane, but I I don't know. Well, yeah, that's where all the fuel is, and actually, the reason they store it in the fuel too is for balance. Like wait, wait, can, wait, wait, hold on, oh, hold sense. on, hold on. Yeah. I think these and numbers they need some weight in the wings. I think these numbers are a bit it's off. Like a ballast tank, effectively. No, 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 not on that. Not in that plane. That plane. These numbers are off. They have to be off. The we're not putting eighty-five thousand gallons of fuel in a plane for every oh. for every flight. There's that plane no that he way. Was talking about no, no. That plane that he was talking about. Yes. 
the A380 Airbus. The 747 takes... It's like uh, five times bigger than any other plane. Uh, a dude, a 747 is 57,000 gallons of fuel. Okay. Is what they claim they put in that for like a three-hour flight. Mm. Wait, like, like the capacity is uh, that many gallons, or that they put that much in for a three-hour flight? The capacity is, but for like uh, the the seven forty-seven only goes like four hours or something, or five hours at uh, before it's out of fuel, something like that. There's like not that many direct six-hour flights on a seven forty-seven. I don't believe. But uh, I, some pilot was explaining that and when I was doing research for this. Uh, he was explaining how, like, if they have a flight over three hours, they have to put it in the center tank. There's a center tank where the wings meet because the wings won't hold all the fuel. But the wings themselves hold 58,000 gallons of jet fuel or 380,000 pounds. I don't have a good concept uh, conception of, like, how much that actually is okay so to a wing size perfect so big numbers so in that plane that we were looking at the a380 bus or whatever the one that fits 900 people that ridiculous like (laughs) town-sized plane so now that thing he said 260,000 pounds in each wing a full-grown elephant do you know how much that weighs (laughs) how much 14,000 pounds. So you're talking like 20 20 to 20 to like 22 full grown adult elephants in each wing, which he actually does. a He does. A, he does. So, yeah, go ahead and keep playing. This is, by the way, Bob, I, I know that number sounds ridiculous. The 80,000 gallons of fuel in the plane. But if they fully fuel it, that's what they claim they put in it. Yes. So keep going with the video. I'll let that sink in for a minute because that is very, very heavy. That is the same as 16 red London double-decker buses on each wing. Or to put it another way, a herd of 22 fully grown elephants on each wing. How does that sound to you? Pretty incredible, right? But you can look this information up in the specifications and check it for yourself. Most of us have seen a plane refueling. They connect one or two hoses underneath the wing, connect that to a pump on board a refueling truck, which then pumps the fuel from underground tanks. This takes about 45 minutes for a full load. We never see the amount being pumped because the tanks are not visible. Let's make them visible and see how that looks. It would take 16 of these 20,000... So they show a 20,000-gallon tanker in the... Uh, or wait, did he say 20,000? Yeah, rewind it like five seconds, but he shows a tanker here, and it's a great visual. Well, the, he shows the tanker, but he didn't say... Hold on, I'll play it real quick. No, he did, but I interrupted him. Okay, well, would, could you stop? It would take 16 yeah, well, of I'm these 20... Rude. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, going back again. <laughs> It would take 16 <laughs> of these 20,000 liter trucks to fill the eighth liter. 20,000 liter, okay, so that's, yeah. That's, but for, approximately 4 to a gallon. I know it's gonna. there's going to be some rounding error at that point. 4 to a gallon. So like a 5,000 gallon tanker. And you think about that, and those are supposed to go 
eight of those in each wing? Eight full yeah, tankers that you see driving down the... It's just... 20,000 liters is just over 5,000 gallons. But it's like... That, that's what I'm saying. There's no way. There's no way that... They're Bob, taking... Bob, that's what they're claiming. That Okay, well then that's that's the hoax then. That, like... That's what, what I'm talking okay, about. That is the okay. hoax. You're right. <laughs> the technical writer is who like, wrote the manuals. Uh, you are correct. That is the hoax. They are saying that they are not... The hoax, the conspiracy theorists are saying they are not putting that much fuel in those fucking wings. Because that sounds ridiculous. Or anywhere in those planes. There, there's not that much volume to ho- hold all those. I know, but when they account for their cost and they apply it directly to your ticket prices, <laughs> that's how much they're claiming they're using. Oh, God. Okay. Let's keep going with this. I like this. Bob's actually, for once, already on board I'm... right from the beginning. He's yelling at me, telling me that that's <laughs> retarded. And that's what I'm trying to tell him. <laughs> He's agreeing immediately. <laughs> oh, damn it, Aaron. <laughs> Where does all this fuel go? In the wings, you say. Okay, let's take a look at the wings. And you tell me where you think it all goes. This is the A380 wing. Pretty huge. Let's put a fuel truck next to it. And another. And another. And another. And four more. Just for this wing. Another eight go into the other wing. I don't know if this is to scale or not. No, the fuel truck actually looks smaller than the per- than it was than it should be because yeah. if you put it up next to when he put it up next to the person, the person looked almost as tall as the fuel truck picture <laughs> that he put. So it's actually should look even more ridiculous. This video, he's just like photoshopping a bunch of elephants and fuel trucks like next to these planes, like very badly. Yeah, he's done. doing the best he can. Give the cut the guy some slack. Come on, you don't got to nitpick that hard. I think he even like, scaled wait. it down. We, we know what fuel trucks look like in real life, uh, so he's just kind of putting them there for visualization, not for some... Uh, not for a proper scale, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't like the scientific method, we agree. Okay. <laughs> I all think right. he would too. Alright, alright, continuing on. This is the new Dreamliner taking off in a spectacular fashion. Observe the thickness of the wings. How many fuel trucks would fit in those wings? Okay. Let's take a look at the fill rate. To fully fill the A380 takes approximately 45 minutes. To fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool takes about four days. <laughs> that is two and a half million liters of water. The capacity of the A380 is about 8% of the volume. 8% of 96 hours is 7.6 hours. That's a lot longer than 45 minutes. So maybe the filling equipment is much faster for a plane. Let's take a look. This is filling a swimming pool. And this is filling an aircraft. Okay, pause it one sec. So those hoses have to be filling at a 10x faster rate than that Olympic... that hose they're using in that olympic swimming pool that's spraying a geyser of water into the pool yeah they're using a a fire hose for people that are listening to fill an olympic pool with a with like a a fire truck or something which i don't know why they would do that i don't know why they wouldn't just yeah that was very strange like why i I mean i haven't seen (laughs) 
Okay, well, that's beside the point, but <laughs> I feel like there's... But yeah, but that means the plane hoses, in order to fill it up in 45 minutes, has to be going at a 10x rate that that fire hose was going. Yeah, it would literally blow a hole into the side of the... Like, blow right through the oh, wing. <laughs> I love that, because that's the next point this guy makes. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what the thickness of the outside of your planes are, actually, in general? The very thin about yeah. four millimeters yeah yeah yeah, that well, right. okay. yeah. Well, that's just like the outer sheathing you know yeah 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 there's yeah. still in between stuff sorry for the dog for any listeners he is whining and i don't want to beat him on air right now oh god okay <laughs> here we go a380 in 45 minutes you would have to have a pump and a hose that could pump 7,189 liters of fuel per minute. Let's look at something that pumps at about half that speed. Now the plane. <laughs> now the fire hose. Don't you think that filling that wing with that sort of pressure would just rip a hole right through the top? It's only made of aluminium. Does like the different viscosity of and and density of water and oil would that make a big difference in how you can pump it? I I I'm not sure. I can't think of uh, precisely. Well, how it I I mean the the, an idea. the fire hose that he's using has a much smaller neck on it, which would increase the the velocity of the outgoing yeah uh, of the outgoing fluid. Obviously, if you have like a like a three inch three inch in diameter like hose and you neck it down to like a quarter of an inch you're gonna that's you know it's, it's the same thing that you put on like garden hoses oh, yeah. to like hose things down you know uh of course i, I mean i mean re relative to the properties of like o oil and water like relative uh, uh density and viscosity and stuff, the density of jet fuel that is might affect it the density of jet fuel is 0.8 kilo fuel. is 0.8 kilograms per liter and the density of water is about one kilogram uh okay so that's pretty similar Oh wait, hold on. This was per meter squared per cube. So uh, oh, that's we'll do per that's, liter. That's... Oh yeah. Oh, it is. There. Okay, yeah, it's one to one. Liters a yeah. decimeter cubed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yep. So it's that's a, it, water's one point and jet fuel's point eight. So it's eighty percent density of water. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Which actually means it has to take up more volume to hit those weights than water even would. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're getting we the the weights were assumed by this guy in the video. He he never listed like the density or how much like a gallon would weigh. You know what I mean? No, but if I he just took those figures offline online, yeah. but I'm sure they had to point eight. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just saying if you imagined it as water, you'd actually have to put more jet fuel than water to achieve the weights that they say because they actually do measure um, when pilots talk about it, they actually measure their jet fuel in pounds um, normally or by weight. If it, it's not always imperial, obviously, but yeah, okay. So w what's being presented here is essentially that the airplane companies are scamming the people who are buying airplane tickets by saying we need to use fucking fifty thousand gallons of jet fuel to get from Los Angeles to New York when it's like it, there's no not even close. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well. Oh yeah, do we have more of the video to play? Yeah, a little bit, uh, I think, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, just a little bit. 15 seconds. 
So far, we have no room for all of that fuel. An incredible weight of fuel and a filling procedure that makes no sense whatsoever. Time to take a look at moving around with large bodies of liquid. All right, you can stop it because he keeps <laughs> going with this, but it, it's talking about like trying to uh, you know take off with 130 tons on each wing and but yeah, that's that's I mean that's just the that's the basics of that conspiracy is just there's no fucking way they're putting 40,000 gallons in each wing or in each wing of that plane. In each wing and if they're doing that per plane, how big are these underground tanks? And why don't they just have, like, people just pumping it with fuel all day? Like, where are they even getting these shipments from? Like, it's a preposterously mind-blowing amount. That's just one 900-passenger plane. Yeah, and to think of all the planes flying all around the world, like, at a given time, like, we're burning through this, what is essentially kerosene, like, fucking... Wait, so is, is quickly. This still at war in the Middle East? Is this where all the oil's going? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it. It makes it makes sense now. Thanks, American Airlines. You send out twelve of those planes, and you burned an Olympic swimming pool's worth of fuel. Oh Jesus Christ! Twelve, twelve flights on a nine hundred passenger plane. I, that's not real. There's no way. Like. Right? Am I well, crazy in thinking this? No, I. This this sounds ridiculous. I don't know what they're, how much fuel they're actually putting there, how much it actually takes for a flight. I'd be very interested in, interested in seeing the the uh, operations specs and the the math behind it. Um, I'm I'm wondering as a follow up to this though, uh, relative to how much money, how much cost this is putting into your ticket price, how much are the other fees and scams and whatever that uh, the the airlines are gouging you for like as in is this the biggest uh, target so far as the airlines taking your money or is there something else we should also be looking at we should be looking at a lot of this stuff i think a lot of there's just this is like one brick on a pyramid of just crazy scams this isn't even close to it, it if they're using way less fuel, this is this scam still is a drop in a bucket compared to like banking scams. You know, like people just need to start like looking at these things objectively and try to figure out what is really going on around them. Is more my point than anything, but this is just one example of like there's tons of this kind of stuff going on that no one thinks about. So I, I just looked up on science.howstuffworks.com. Uh, there was a question proposed, how much fuel does an international plane use for a trip? A plane like a Boeing 747 uses approximately one gallon of fuel every second over the course of a 10-hour flight. It might burn up to 36 gallons of fuel. 36,000 gallons. 36,000 gallons of fuel, 150,000 liters. According to Boeing's website, the 747 burns approximately five gallons of fuel per mile. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's still within that that follows what the video is saying so far as uh like the order of magnitude and size of plane I think right. Yeah. It, yeah. Huh. I mean. So it seems fit a Boeing. They so thirty six thousand gallons. They say it can fits about five hundred and what sixty eight people. What a weird number. I'm gonna do five fifty. 
Um, that means you're paying for 65 gallons of gas on an international flight each person in their in their flight costs of jet fuel. That's just that. That's why your plane ticket's like 1300 bucks. Because you're buying jet fuel at probably eight bucks a gallon at least. Yeah. What they're charging for after they did an overhead on it. So, I mean, what are you, what are you looking at? Like 500, 600 bucks just in fuel costs? That they could be, if it's 20% of what they're talking about, if it's even 50%, they should be chunking off about a quarter of your ticket price. So, they actually, they, what they say here is a 70, uh, 747 transporting 500 people. One mile, one mile using five gallons of fuel. That means the plane is burning zero point zero one gallons per person per mile. In other words, the plane is getting a hundred miles per gallon per person. But that's the thing. If it was because what you're imagining, and the reason this makes sense in your brain when they're saying it, is you're imagining these jet engines going. Blah, with just jet fuel blasting out the back. It's not a goddamn like, rocket. Yeah, and it's not. It's a. It's using. There's so many. There's videos where they show like how it works. Like once you're going, it's using compressed air that's come that's intaking through the engine while burning fuel, but at a very efficient rate to keep going. But the amounts that they're talking about are like preposterous amounts of. Um, a fuel for the overall fuel fuel cost. Yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine just that much volume to begin with. Uh, I mean, and then of course relative to a swimming pool and whatnot, and it's yeah, it's outrageous. And you're talking there's ten thousand planes in the air at any given time. Oh yeah, uh, what, what I'm wondering now is uh, the the relative fuel consumption between uh, planes and cars in the United States. Whether like whether there's the opportunity that it's uh, some California water situation where domestic water use versus commercial uh, agricultural water use is like a ten to ninety percent sort of thing. Um, and I I'm wondering if the situation is at all similar between planes and cars for the United States. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it, there'd have to be some research or more stats to go into it. I'm telling you guys, why we got to bring back Zeppelins. Zeppelins <laughs> was the way to go. Right? I totally Zeppelins agree. Six. I, I, Those, I, I would ironically agree. I would love to travel across the United States in a Zeppelin. That would be fun as shit, dude. It might take dude, like that's a That's my week. last act. That's going to be my last defiant act, is I'm going to take a Zeppelin to Antarctica. I'm like 65. <laughs> we need to we need to start Go our over own, the ice wall to Antarctica. <laughs> we need to start our own uh, Zeppelin company and get that off the ground again. <laughs> Absolutely, we're, we're gonna we're gonna find out pretty quickly that there's there's some regulation or law or lobbyist in the way of us doing that. There actually um, are. There's like oh Germany's not allowed to produce Zeppelins based on the uh, surrender treaty in World War Two because they were bombing. Uh, England with them. Good thing I have uh, no German uh, heritage in my blood. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I do. I have a fan of that. <laughs> well, okay, you're out of the company already. I'm sorry. We can't have those yeah, kind of yeah. objects. <laughs> what? What has Germany ever done bad with this? <laughs> what do you guys got against okay, you us? You stay on as a contractor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Goddamn. Well, if, if the conspiracy here is that 
Boeing, along Planes with are using Air- less fuel than they claim. Boeing, along with airplane companies, are lying to uh, to us about how much fuel that they use to gouge us on prices. I totally buy it because every year they take an another inch off your leg room. They take another inch off your headspace. They remove an angle of I- incline from your seat. <laughs> like- yeah, no, no. Getting getting back on a plane for the first time in months the other week. Uh, those things are so fucking uncomfortable. Jesus Christ. Oh, I- horrible, dude. Horrible. My flights back from New York uh, for our 4th of, uh, of July trip, that was unfucking bearable dude the the only saving grace was that it was in the middle of a pandemic and it was like half capacity and i actually just got to spread out along like three different seats <laughs> I, I just got the stupid email that my next flight is almost full and so oh, you want to change for no cost doop, doop, doop. um but yeah, my next flight is apparently gonna be crowded of stupid people but th- <laughs> there'll still be like a sp- like one seat or maybe two depending on like the size of the plane there'll still be empty spots because they have to abide by covid regulations right now so if you're getting that that just means like Wait, the, no. i'm pretty sure dude i'm i don't think they have those regulate they are they, they don't really have regulations anymore uh for that it's probably it's probably two seats on two either side either that was that was my flight going to memphis was uh, okay two seats on either side so like they couldn't have you know open a middle they don't have middle seats to have open and uh you know this is a flight to kansas it's probably a similar situation um yeah, so I don't, uh, and and not to mention that they got rid of the middle seat open regulation like a couple months ago. Uh, so I, they, I'm sure they have some less than full capacity standard, but um, it's, eh, eh. How, how hard are you going to be staring at those plane wings and looking up stats on how much oh, fuel God, it's yeah. supposed to be in yeah, when you go on really. the next flight? <laughs> I'm just going to bring like a, a calc pad with me and some like NACA airfoil, a, a booklet of NACA airfoil geometry so I can be calculating the volume and of each wing for each different uh, class of airplane. Bring your um, tape measure. just be outraged. Start getting the volume <laughs> of the wing, the wing capacity. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I goodness. think that's about so, it. But yeah, start looking at these scams, guys. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of them out there and they're not crazy. It's it's a fair question to ask when they say, "Oh yeah, we use eighty thousand gallons of gas in this thing." Oh yeah, twenty two liquefied elephants worth of fuel in uh, each wing <laughs> on one flight. <laughs> liquefied elephants. <laughs> That's yeah. all elephants. They really are dinosaurs. I mean, we can think of us like a yeah, a dinosaurs or you know ancient plants or whatever. I don't. Oh, fossil fuels! I can't wait to do that one too. That's another. Scam. Yeah, I want to learn more about this stuff. I just know it's an excuse for us to go fight Russia in the Middle East. Coming, coming from a guy, coming from a guy that doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> well, yeah, fossil fuels retarded. Like, because uh, <laughs> they, they always said it's like old, old animals. You know, prehistoric animals and plant matter that decomposed over millions of years. Well, so, mostly so let's plant just matter. Say, say, mostly plant matter. Okay, yeah, yeah, mostly plant matter. That's fine. So let's say, Bob, it takes a million years to make oil, okay? They say millions, but let's just say a million, just for argument's sake, okay? You buy that, right? That it's plant matter and and dead animals and stuff over a million years of uh, decomposing that turns it into oil? Organic organic matter, yeah, that's been been compressed and heated and stuff. What does oil look like? What? What does 400,000-year-old oil look like? 
probably like something like tar. I mean, because you're going from like a relative like solid. So like I'm, I'm assuming I don't know. I don't fuck. I'm not you a think. chemical engineer. Try to look it up. <laughs> Just look it up. <laughs> they don't ever find half oil. Yeah. It takes a million years, but that five hundred thousand year pocket of oil they hit, they never hit it ever. And we've never gone more than like what point one percent into the crust of the earth. It's very much speculated that oil is a naturally occurring thing underneath the Earth's crust, and we have no fucking idea why. Well, let's, okay, let's let's save this debate for next episode or another episode. Yeah, uh, come out with a bunch of research and a, a bunch of cool new conspiracies and scams well, the- about fossil fuels and oil, and how also uh, the greenhouse gas emissions from burning them are killing our environment and our planet, and we need to find Mars. Okay, um, the water levels <laughs> are the increasing. For the <laughs> <laughs> the water levels are increasing. Uh, any other final, final comments regarding uh, Boeing airplanes and their uh, supposed oil capacities and usage? <laughs> I buy it. I just want Bob to tell me I was right. I, I, I'm right. buying it. Yeah, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to need to do a little bit of geometry, but uh, right now I'm, I'm sold. I think uh, that this is uh, ridiculous. That's crazy, right? Like, where are these underground tanks in the airport that... How big are they? They gotta be swim, like they have to be fucking be massive. Fucking massive, massive, like the yeah. size of the airport. Massive, like they have to be yeah, huge. Actually. Yeah, Wait, that's a good point. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that wraps it up. What do you think, Josh? Uh, yeah, this is a uh, the preposterous plane. Uh, panda, no, what's the goddamn? Whatever. The, and the on that note, have a good night. Well said, on buddy. That note. Well said. <laughs> oh, good night. Well, I think Thank Josh just wrapped that up perfectly. <laughs> I think we can all call it a day. You know, he gave his uh, Joe Biden impression on Fuel Wings. Grand Slam, Josh. Grand right. Slam. Take care, guys. <laughs> it's a weeknight. My brain doesn't uh, work.